All right, happy 2019 from Tokyo and from the Royal Urban Mobile Podcast. If you are a new listener to this podcast, we are a podcast that focuses on the experiences of foreigners in Japan. Although we do interview Japanese people, sometimes、uh, we record inside a 99 Chevy van that we call the Mobile Man Cave. And the Raw and Raw Urban Mobile podcast just means being yourself, talking about life.、Uh, we try to foster a space where our guests can just let it all hang out and not feel like they have to be PC about everything in regards to their experiences in Japan. Our guest today, I've seen him on billboards in Shibuya. I see him on Japanese TV. I just want to say it's a great thing to see a brother on TV. And when I, when I say a brother, I mean a black man on TV here in Japan. I'm excited about this, this episode right here. How about you, Buddha? Hell yeah, I'm excited because we got the Denzel Washington of Japan in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying?、I、And、uh, yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna say no more. We're gonna let the brother introduce himself. But、uh, yeah, he's the reason why I got this damn phone from South Bank. But anyway, go, go ahead, my brother. So we got Dante Carver in the building, man. How you guys doing? All right. <clears throat> Thanks、man. for having me. Yes.、Uh, it's, it's, it's nice to actually be able to be in a spot where I can just、uh, not just listen, but be part of something and speak my mind for once. Definitely, definitely. So、um, give our audience、um, a little self intro.、Uh, yeah, well, who you are. And- to all the listeners, hello. My name's Dante Carver. Been here in Japan. Uh, off and on since 2005,、um, working with SoftBank since 2006, and still currently going.、Um, I don't know, this, this is a lot.、Yeah. A lot of things I set out to do on personal checklists, I've actually been able to and been blessed to check those boxes、uh, starting on a new list. But, you know, it's been a, it's been a long, hard, but very, very、uh, rewarding road. And I say rewarding because you learn a lot. Definitely. You know, ups and downs. You know, you think, things that don't go well, you know, it,、uh, it sets things up for when they do. Gotcha. So, yeah. It's been I、good. hear that, it's man. It's been good. I hear that. Yeah, we're, we're going to get back into that. Life here in Japan.、Um, first, I, I heard you from Brooklyn, my brother.、Uh, yeah, originally from Brooklyn. Okay. But、um, childhood, I'd say roughly around like five, six years old, moved、okay. over to Europe. So parents were up. My mom ended up. Uh, getting stationed in、uh, Italy, so we spent most of my childhood and early teenage years Italy and Germany, then moved back to the States. You know, prior to this recording, I, I was like, all right, we got a few things in common, and we just I keep finding more, more about you.、Yeah. And I, I was in Italy, man. I, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, Vicenza. Vicenza, okay.、Yeah. So I, I, I did some time in the Navy myself.、Okay. Um, what was that 2008 to 2012? All right. And I was in Sicily. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Nice spot. Based in Sicily.、Nice、oh, yeah. Very south, of course. You know, the、yeah. most south you can go in, in、uh, Italy. Good food, too. Great food. Great food, man. Wine, everything. All right, so you w a s in Vicenza. Yeah,、uh, northern Italy. Northern Italy, yeah. yeah. Okay, and you said your mom was stationed out there? Yeah, yeah. So my mom was basically、um, helping to run hospitals there,、uh, military nurse. So between her, my father's job translating and interpreting, For multiple languages and then、oh, wow. eventually getting bored, as he would say, <laughs> and going into finance, you know, he just did a little bit of everything. What, what languages did he speak?、Uh, Italian, Spanish, German, and English. Pretty impressive.、Uh, yeah, we all, well, we all had to learn or at least potentially learn、uh, different languages there because it's part of the school curriculum. So him doing that just helped reinforce it at home. Downside is when we moved back to the States. Moved、uh-huh. back to the States. You know, environment changes, no one actually speaks those languages, then, you know, use it or lose it. You know, for better or for worse, but yeah. So, between what ages were you, did you live in Italy?、Uh, up until I was, what, 13? Oh, so yeah. Pretty, for, wow. for, for a, a good chunk of time. Okay.、And、then from there, straight to Germany for another, what, like four years?、I've, and then moved back to the States. I visited Germany、um, three day weekend.、Uh, that's not enough time. It's not enough time. Not but, enough time at all. But it was pretty wild. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll get into the details. Say <laughs> <laughs> that for the next podcast? Yes. <laughs> but、uh, I'll just say Red Light District. Ah.、Uh, mm, you know,、yeah. they, at that time, they had cars where, you know, when you're driving on the highway and you see these little red cars, the lights on. Lights on means open for service. Lights off means 
It's not. Uncle told me that when we got older because it's like there's a lot of little red cars on the <laughs> road. And he's like, that's for business. I'll tell you when you get old enough. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I heard Germany's famous for, you know, the naked beaches. And uh, how about them uh, mixed saunas? You know, in Japan, they got all this segregated sauna stuff. I wanted to know uh, if you ever visited one of those uh, like saunas in germany where the men and the women be hanging out together all Um, butt naked and everything well as as a kid you don't really pay attention to it so much because it's just you know you're a kid yeah so that actually doesn't stick with me too well i do know of it but i've never really experienced it being here in japan i don't go to any of the saunas or onsens i stay as far away from as possible so now that you know, when you make your visit to Europe, make that, you know, one of the first things you check off on your checklist. List, visit a nude beach and go to a butt naked sauna where everybody's now, nude chilling beach, together. Uh, I've actually been to. Um, we've actually been to a couple of them there in Italy um, Dope. when I was a kid. Because, you know, my parents was like, this is something we don't have back home. We're going to go out and see everything. And then when the tour guy was like, we actually have a, a nude beach. My dad's like, yeah, let's go check that out. See so if that's true. Was it all all naked? Yeah, there's there's a lot of naked people. No, I no, no. Say, was was y'all? Was, did y'all get naked? Uh, no, 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 no. My parents are are very much like uh, that's fine to see for them to do. We don't need to do that, <laughs> and I'm happy for it. Did, did did you wear the speedos? No, I've never. You know, <laughs> that's another thing. It's like when you have swimmers and they're wearing the speedos. I know it's supposed to keep down resistance from swimming and stuff. It's just yeah. Teach so, his own. So the fat dudes in the speedos. That's that's not a myth. That's, that's not a myth. That actually happens. And they're proud to wear them, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah, they're very big guys proud. like me, and they're proud to wear their Speedos. Yeah, they're actually not as body conscious as a lot of people stateside And they would have be. fine women walking, you know, walking hand in hand with them, right? This, this, that is very true. They that's do. what I'm talking about now. It's so, confidence. Yeah, it's confidence. big boys. Yeah, that's right. We got confidence. <laughs> but, uh, but now, you know, because uh, <clears throat> I went to a new beach a long time ago in California back in 1980. I won't go too far into it, but it was one of the best experiences in the world because people didn't give a damn about how you looked it was no judgment and uh you know of course if you're young you get a boner you just you know either hide it or whatever whatever yeah so things to know when you go back to europe and decide want to visit a nude beach man and plus (laughs) you know this is just some some things i want to throw out to you that's all all right what i I think most people got to remember about europe it's totally different culture yeah um you know American guy, he'll see some dude in some speedos, be like, "Oh, this motherfucker's," you know. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I won't say the term, but um, yeah. And yeah, the, the, everything's the, different. The classifications and the things that we look at are very different. Usually, also, even in advertising. So, like, as uh, as a kid, you see advertising for like soap or for furniture, or whatever, and you'll have like a nude woman that's there printed on it, and no one bats an eye. You can have the exact same thing in the states, and then you're dealing with like all kinds of backlash now not that one's better than the other but just the way people are brought up and the way that we look at things is very very different even here in japan it's very different exactly. that, that would not fly here exactly. at all but they they get away with some really some things. interesting things here. exactly i went to um tokyo game show last year uh, excuse me tokyo comic-con last year and um you know, you see a bunch of cosplayers, stuff like that. And there's some things that would cosplay here in Japan, no problem. States, I'd be like, yeah, you're going to need some duct tape in several places. <laughs> That's not going to go. And marketing-wise, there have been a couple of things where Tokyo Game Show last year, they had this giant entrance to a booth. And the entrance to a booth was literally the bottom of Lady's skirt. And it was cleverly hid. So it's like people's like, oh, you know, you're just walking in and it's like, Step 10 feet back and look at the entire booth. Then when you do, you're walking in. Ah, exactly. Gotcha. It's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> and no one no one caught that, really? Yeah. And no one cares. That wouldn't work in the States. Someone yeah. would definitely get upset. Yeah. Yeah, Japan is weird like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, were there, like, um, I know you you spent some time in Europe at, at, a, at a young age. Was there anything that you... Um, any customs that you, or way of thinking, or way of doing things that, that you adopted from well, that uh, In general, my parents have always been very open-minded and very supportive. So whatever we wanted to do, they've always been like, hey, you know, as long as it's positive and you're not, you know, harming anyone else, no problem. Um, and that 
goes with all aspects, not just learning or doing stuff, but even how we treat people. So being in Europe, learning to be more open-minded about culture, like we were just talking about, how we view each other, not just in like fashion, simple stuff, but just in general as human beings. That's something that's always stuck with me, but I also like to think that was ingrained in us from my parents as well. But um, food, I, I, I look at food different. Um, like uh, being here in Japan, going to, let's say, a quote unquote, Italian restaurant, and you go to and say, order something simple like pasta, spaghetti. Sauce is very different. And people don't realize it. It's like here, it's extremely watered down. Yes. Not that it's not tasty, but it's not the same. So if you go to one that's like, oh, this is an authentic uh, Italian restaurant, it's like, that's a lot of water in my sauce. That's not authentic. But it's also because they're trying to adapt to the palate yes. here. So once you learn to adapt to that, you're fine. That was a little difficult for me to do when I got here uh. because... You I had like the real food. thing. I like food. Yeah, yeah, and having the real thing, it makes it difficult to not have the real thing. It's just like having sushi back in the States. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Ramen. It's not, oh, um, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. And I prefer not. <laughs> I'll have it here. Or, you know, if I'm lucky enough and someone's like, hey, you know, let's go eat at this place. And it just so happens to be owned by some Japanese guy that, you know, decided I want to open my place in the States. I'll go. Gotcha. It's, yeah. I'm particular about my food. Yeah. What about blood oranges? You know about blood it? orange? Uh, blood orange? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Blood orange juice? Yeah, all Yo. day long. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, give you ulcer, but all yeah. day long. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, blood oranges, orange, uh, blood orange juice. Um, what was the other thing I loved? Um, Fragolino, strawberry wine. Oh, wow. Yes. You never had that? Yeah, no, actually, I have. There's a, oh, threw yes. me off. I was like, what? You know yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between yeah. that and. Dessert wine, I think it's. Even. Yes, dessert wine. Yeah. Uh, grappa. Ah, yeah. Grappa. Um, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Memories. Memories, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? uh, there's a few places that have it here in Japan um, that have some good grappa, but it's hard. It's hard to find. It's just like finding a nice Mexican restaurant here. It's really hard. Have you ever had grappa in your coffee? Yes, yeah. I have. I yes. love it. You know, that, yes. that's what turned me on about Segafredo's, which is now no longer here. It closed? Yeah. Segafredo's in Eddie, you didn't know? No, I didn't. Yeah, my man, they, they just my had, man they let had me one, know. like, right around the corner. Right, right, right. My, lamp, my man let me know. Uh, it's been gone for, what, since June or something? Yeah, I, I, that's real recent. I was in Shibuya, like... Maybe two, three months ago, and I'm I'm walking past what I thought was, was Sega, Sega Fredos, yeah. Well, we, or what we call it, uh, Nigga Freddy's. <laughs> you know how black people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call it Nigga Freddy's. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I hit I hit boot up. I was like, Yo, man, you know, um, I th I don't think I'm lost, but I <laughs> Nigga Freddy's ain't here no more. <laughs> yeah, man. So they they I don't know what happened. Uh, before the podcast, you know, yeah. when we were talking, we were talking about how black people put their own spin on things, yeah. even if they're in a different country, right? So me and my boy was Panini. just to make a long story short, me and my boy was in Tokyo. I was like, man, let's go to Segafredo's. He's like, man, all these brothers in here, man, let's just call it Nigga Freddy's. I was like, yeah, that, all right, yeah, that yeah, that has, yeah, <laughs> that'll work. work, you know. So yeah, so so I was just asking if you ever had grappa yeah. in your coffee because I love the effect. Yeah, of having that grappa in your coffee. Grappa in your coffee and um, uh, amaretto. See, my mom used to used to have uh, amaretto every now and then at night after work, hard day work, you know, relaxing or whatever, mm -hmm. and it smelled good. And as a kid, you know, you smell it and it's like you don't know there's alcohol in it, so you just wait till she leaves the room so you can have a sip of her coffee, and then you're like, hey, <laughs> I feel kind of warm. It's because the alcohol. And then when you get older, you order it your own. And, yeah, it's one of the drinks I actually used to have here and then had to stop because it just became a little too convenient to have at dinner time. So I, I, I liked it. Sweet tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Italy and Germany, man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So moving on to. So after Germany, Italy, yeah. you came Went, back to the States. back to the States. All right. Um, got stationed back in the States. And basically it was time for middle school, like the last year of middle school, high school. Um, that was a, a bit of a frustrating time in my life because it was culture shock. One, I couldn't understand a lot of people for about three weeks. No, no bullshit. Um, wow. So I'm not used to cussing and it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but coming back, it was really difficult too because not being able to understand people and also the curriculum was slower. It was behind. So school I went to, this isn't like a big headed thing. It's just 
school that I went to, the curriculum was two to three years advanced, more advanced. Yeah. So moving back and it was like they gave me this book that I had in eighth grade and it's like a 10th grade class. And it's like, I can't use this. Is there another option? They're like, no, this is it. Um, this is. What's up, dude? Yeah, we got a greeny weeny guy. Um, yeah, those yeah, are the guys checking. Just, for just open the door and tell them that yeah. we're, we're out here. We're in here. Yeah, uh, tell them out there. Oh, right, hey, no come stop. on. Hey, hey, right. hey, come on. Azaz. <laughs> yeah, so basically, just those, those two guys. They're the ones that come and give parking tickets. Yeah, we call them the greeny weenies. Yeah, there's, you know, I know they're doing the job, but sometimes it's annoying. Yeah, it is. But anyways, going back to it, it's like the culture shock of dealing with having to downgrade education and it's like hey look i've already had this is there another option and they're like no but there were 12 of us that came from you know europe or other places and they actually had to make classes for us because all of us were ahead of yeah. what they were trying to give us but it was also demotivating it was demotivating because you didn't feel like you could just jump in and study like you were before and also because it was my first time dealing with segregation the way that it happened in Alabama. Ah. So it's like, and it was done in two ways, not just race, but mm -hmm. by sport. So when it came time to go eat cafeteria, it was like, hey, why are you sitting with them? You know, they're they're with the football team or they're with the basketball team. So yeah. know, they're my friends. But also because when I went and sat down, the table I was sitting with, half the group was Asian, uh, white, Hispanic. It was like a mix, the only international looking table. And so like, you can't sit with them. It's like, yeah, that's not going to, I don't work well with yeah, that. And it's yeah. like, you can't tell me what I can and can't do, but I had to deal with that a lot when I got back. And the first three months was like nothing but trouble. Yeah. Fights. Oh, arguments. fights. Oh. Yeah. You know, you, you got people, you move to a new school. You always have some knucklehead that wants to try you and do something stupid instead of just letting you be because you're new. Yeah. And you had to knock a motherfucker out. And it's just, it's one of those where it's like, well, I, well, <laughs> lack of a better term. Yeah. But my dad is always like, don't fight. Yeah. Use your head for something else. And, you know, I try and abide by that as much as possible. I've always tried to do that. But I used to get in a lot of fights. Wow. Um, I don't like fighting because no one yeah. wins. Yeah. It doesn't matter who who's laying on the ground or who's standing up. No one wins. But I'm not going to let someone just beat on me either. So Exactly. Yeah, just unnecessary violence. And then, so college. Yeah. So college, VCU. Um, ugh, Richmond, Virginia. Sorry. It's, <laughs> well, why you say it like that? Uh, yeah. 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 Skip. <laughs> skip. Skip. <laughs> no, it's just, it's one of those where it's like people I've met um, there that have become friends or like family. I love them. Um, but there are some things that happen growing up where it's like too old for this kind of stuff. Um, conversations going from when they were building the Arthur Ashe statue to put down on Monument Avenue for those who have been to Richmond and know Monument Avenue is basically exactly how it sounds. There are monuments going up and down the street, but they're all Confederate, um, statues. All right. That's fine. You know, it's history. It happened. Deal with it. But then you have, uh, and I know someone's not going to like what I just said, but you know, deal with that too. Um, but then when it came time to build the Arthur Ashe statue, they're like, let's put it on Monument Avenue. I'm one of those people where it's like, I, I was 50-50 about it. I didn't think it was the best choice because it could have been in a better location. And also because it didn't fit the theme of Monument Avenue. Now, if it were one of those, well, let's build an Arthur Ashe statue and say a Martin Luther King statue and put it on Monument Avenue. Okay, I'm in. Why? Because then you're trying to flush it out and add a little more to it as opposed to say, we're just putting this here. It felt empty. And I think that it could have gone a lot better than it did when that happened. But it's one of those memories that it's just bad. People were really, really bad to each other when that happened. And it's just sad to see people act like that, especially when it's supposed to be for kids and learning. So that's why I'm like, oh, Richmond. Richmond. <laughs> Yeah. It was the first place I had went to where someone, or second place, where uh, someone had come up to me of another race and it was just like, don't you always, hate, don't you hate when niggas get in your way? And it's like, oh man, really? <laughs> I know. It's like, mm, mm. I'm, I'm going to walk around the opposite side of the car yeah. to save you the pain that you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And, and 
so what did you you, you study what did you study in uh, international business international business yeah so my parents are very much um well you, you know, were already international but yeah 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 but my, <laughs> but yeah. my parents are also one of those people where it's like you know we know what you want to do but always have a backup because if that doesn't go well or you get into it and decide that's not what you want you need to have something to to fall back on so that's why i studied international business in hopes that you know one day open my own business and so on and so forth because the initial plan is to open and or produce movies later on but not now that's my my plan is much later on purpose so that was your dream though yeah it's always been, been my, your dream it's, it's always been my dream to um act produce and direct because you know being able to do something make something and then share it i mean that process i love it and and for you and it's a challenge the inception of all of that yeah. has been Japan, right? The, the uh, yeah, so basically been modeling and acting or bit acting since I was four. Um, you know, auditioned uh, for big television uh, kids show back in the day, and then mom got stationed in Italy, so that's why we didn't do it. Okay. And then uh, from there, it's just like, mod I've, I've always been modeling, like, kids' clothes, tuxedos, suits sometimes sports clothing since i was a kid um and that's kind of what got me into it even more so but that happened a lot when we we're in italy because there weren't many people that looked like me in that area yeah exactly so that also helped yeah so then coming here it was actually kind of an accident because what i initially set out to do didn't go well uh, uh, so i initially happens. set out to to study kung fu at Shaolin Temple for a year and a half. I was supposed to be through a scholarship program. They had SARS, everything canceled. And basically, I just wanted to study one so when I get older, I can open my own school, but in the opposite direction so I can also use it for stunt work in television and film. Didn't work. My friend from Japan was like, hey, why don't you just come visit us? I'd gotten rid of my apartment and quit my job, so I was like, now what? Yeah. So I came over, visited, and the first week I was here, I got scouted by four agencies. So it's like, all right, maybe there's something I can do with that. Um, then had a family member take ill, so went back. And then in 2005, when I came back to Japan, it's like, all right, let me try it. And it, it took a good nine months to a year, but, you know, 121 auditions wow. that I didn't get uh, later, you know, got my first big contract. And then from there, the slow process of trying to build it up. So, yeah. Sorry. Long explanation. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's perfect. Perfect. And so... Talk about the specifically the SoftBank one. How did that come about? So basically, with uh, SoftBank, when I first started, it was actually called Vodafone, which it's still Italy, known as Europe. Yes, yeah, yes, I had a Vodafone. I had, in Europe, so, it's still Vodafone. Yeah, only in Japan had it been changed to uh, SoftBank for rebranding purposes. But ah, okay. Uh, when I first started, it was still Vodafone, and I was basically an extra sitting in the back. Uh, talking with some friends during break and the director looked at my profile in the picture and he's like hey i like his name and his face is he here i was like yeah bring him up brought me up i thought i was getting in trouble because we were loud or something in the back <clears throat> he's like no 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 no. say these lines and it's like okay um he's like okay uh uh and uh your soul guide us because at that time it was the your soul guy series so it's like all right you and you switch places so basically it was the office table setting um, I was supposed to be like the president of the company, which has to be a dream because, <laughs> yeah. So sat there and uh, I was like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, um, here's the phone we're promoting and uh, do whatever you want to act natural, play with the phone. I was like, all right, cool. Now at that time, just going to tell you how dated it is. It was a flip phone. Even the screen switched to the side. Um, I want to say the phone was uh, sharp because that was one of the big clients for them. So I'm sitting there playing the snake game where you got to catch the ball, and uh, gave him the cue and set my lane, uh, set my lines. And, you know, see my son, keep my son just. He's like, oh, it's great. Let's do it again. Did it a couple times. They sent it up to head office, and they were like, we love it. Can he come back next week? And did the schedule. And I was like, yeah, definitely, because I'm kind of stuck in Tokyo because I've got like 563 yen left in my account. Yeah, <laughs> not a problem. Came back and. At that time in the middle of the shoot, they stopped and asked if I'd be interested in the contract. It's like 100% yes. Hold up a second. You say you had 563 yen left in, in your account. bank account. Yeah, because at that time I was living in Kansai, not in Tokyo. Oh. So any audition that I went to um, was basically paid out of pocket for me. And that, you know, one way at that time was even what, $130? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, train. on the bullet train, yeah, yeah. So I would save my money basically for taking the bullet train to auditions, but I'd try and make it to where if I had two or more auditions, I'd come up to Tokyo. Otherwise, it didn't make sense. So at that time, between modeling and teaching English privately, it's like there wasn't a lot of income. So I needed to try and do something. So that, that time I went as、uh, for the second commercial, that was basically me deciding yes or no. Because my parents were like, hey, look, you know, we can send you an e ticket and you can fly back. Or why don't you just do that commercial and then get that last paycheck and then fly back? And I was like, all right, that's fine. Because at this time, I had been going for almost nine months straight with like bit work. I had been a bit extra in the background for TV shows,、uh, promotions for different, what was it, life card and a bunch of other stuff, but nothing really big and nothing contracted. So when that came up, yeah, I jumped on it. Man, you, you really have faith in yourself. 563 yen? You have no idea. I'm,、wow. I'm very, very persistent. Wow.、Very. I mean, because、uh, that's, you know, for the listening, listening audience, that's、$5. only like $5. Yeah. That's five Man,、bucks. I'd have been the hell out of here. But anyway. Yeah. The, yeah. So basically, the last, the last bit of money that I had, I used it for the ticket to come up. And the remainder was 563. I'm a numbers person also. So 563 yen was left in my account. At that time, I'd done 121 auditions. So, and, and I had written all of them down. And anybody that would give me information or feedback, say,、like, hey, why didn't I get this? I'd write it down. And I use it for the next one, use it for the next one, use it for the next one. And I had an,、uh, at, on the opposite side, I auditioned for one of the biggest、um, stunt companies here,、uh, Kurata Stadio. Okay. And、um, if you've ever seen Fist of Legend, I haven't. It's a Jet Li movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I will.、Um, but the. The guy that he's fighting in that movie who plays his girlfriend's father, a love interest,、um, that's Kurata san. He's the one that owns that studio. So I went to the auditions and passed it, which is definitely a blessing because I can't tumble worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> But、um, went to it because it was like, hey, I want to do Kamen Rider or、um, Power Rangers, that kind of TV show. Outside of being a big fan, you know, it, it's a process, a means to an end. So it's like, You know, what can I do? And it's like, well, realistically, you don't speak the language. You don't look Japanese. You can be in one of the suits and do the actions and things, but we can't guarantee a leading role until you learn Japanese and, other, and more skills. All right, fair enough. They were honest, they were upfront. It's like, okay, I'm interested. But that same week, I got called to come up to Tokyo for what is now known as SoftBank. So I had to make a choice no money <laughs> or having some food. So.、Gotcha. I took the contract and I'm actually happy because there w a s a lot of things I was able to accomplish because of it or uh, uh, alongside with it. So it, it worked out. So, for our listening audience,、uh, they don't, they're not familiar with SoftBank and the, which is a what, mobile.、Yeah. So, SoftBank is a,、um, uh, well, it started off as just a mobile company, but it's a lot more now. But it, for all intents and purposes, it's a mobile cell phone company, much similar to,、um, say, Sprint. Back in the States, which they own.、Uh, Sprint, ATT, Verizon, all those companies, same concept, but they're the largest ones here.、Um, I'd say when I started doing it, 2006, 2007, 8, and 10, or 7, 8, and 9, I ended up getting what's called、um, CM Kokon number one, which is number one commercial talent, which is a first, from what I was told, for a non Japanese person. But also, the person that had it before that had it for eight years running. So, when we met for the first time, that was a very interesting meeting. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I was just ready to mention that, but you,、yeah. you already you know, you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, whoa, you mean to tell me Taku Kimura, you know, of uh, 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 Smack? Yeah, yeah,、so、yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kimotaku. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa. I was like, that's, a, that's an honor. Yeah, it, it, it is it, in, yeah. in many ways. One, because you know, he's a nice guy after getting to know him. But、um, it's the, the way it happened was kind of weird. And when I went back to the States before, one of my friends had his friend from Japan home staying with him. And we pick him up from the airport, and he's got on this pink shirt, and it says Foxy Lady on it. And of course, you're saying, I got questions. It's like, what? what? What's that about? And then he goes, Oh, you don't know? It's Foxy Lady. It's like, yeah, I can read that. Like, <laughs> what is that about? And it was one of the things that Kimutaku was promoting here in Japan. It's like, oh, okay. Then I get here to Japan and I'm doing my thing and then end up getting CM Kokon and then finding out that 
Kimutaka was the one that had it for eight years. So it's like, oh, all right, that's kind of cool. You know, brought it back. Then I met him, and it was interesting. It was interesting. He was, uh, he may not have meant it at the time. He was a little cold at first. You know, here in Japan, when you're going to do a job together, you have to go up and do what's called ISAT, so basically introduction, introduce yourself. So before the job came up to him, he was like, hey, you know, Kyomo Yurish Gwanishimasu, you know, hey, you know, it's nice to meet you, and, you know, looking forward to working with you today. And he basically was like, hmm, and then turned his head and, <laughs> and kept doing this thing. I was like, all right. That went differently in my head, but I let it go. You know, he's busy. Let him. He's got a process. That's why I didn't think anything of it. Then the second time I interacted with him, the same kind of thing. And it's like, all right, hold on a sec. Yeah, dude, seriously? Don't do that again. You take your ass outside here for a minute. Yeah, it's like, don't do that again, please. And he's like, oh, no, you know, sorry about last time. You know, I was just had a lot on my mind. He's like, congratulations. Like, oh, all right. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. And he was cool. So it was a matter of him just being in a different headspace when we first met. But on my side, it didn't come off well. So I looked at it very differently. So I'm glad when we met up the second time, you know, everything was cool. Because if it wasn't, that's a different conversation. You know, so my being in Japan since the 80s, mm -hmm. I've seen the negative images of black people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big yeah. time. And so to see Huge. you be in the front, man, trying a brother. To, I'm trying, I'm trying. For SoftBank. I was like, we were looking at TV. I was like, huh? Yeah. They got a brother doing this? So, you know, people yeah. may not realize about Japan. But, yeah, our, our image outside of America but because of the media yes, uh, was portraying us as, you know, Being it was negative. silly, yeah. silly, stupid. Can run fast, run, jump yeah. high, oh, dunk. Yeah. I've done those shows, rap, too. Rap, screw women. Yeah. You know, and all this, that, and the other, you know. So I was just proud to see a brother being the front man of SoftBank because I Thank remember you. back Thank in you. the uh, 90s and the 80s. Uh, Jap Japanese prime ministers said negative things about black people. And so to see you on the, you know, being the front man of SoftBank just made a brother proud. That's all I wanted to say. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Yeah, Much yeah, yeah. You know? um, and, and you said you're very conscious about uh, those. Yeah, uh, very, very conscious of it. Stereotypical um, roles. Um, I try and stay away from stereotypical roles or typecasting in type, general. Yeah, type, yeah. But it does happen to some, to some point. Um, when I first got here, there was a lot of roles for being an extra or doing the typical silly gaijin or stupid foreigner roles. Now, that's not downing anyone that does them because you're still getting paid. Um, but the downside to it is if you do it too long, there's that fear of being typecasted and you can't change later on because realistically here in Japan, they like you to keep that image for as long as you can. So, which also works well or against me, depending on how you look at it. Even for SoftBank, you know, I've been doing that for almost 13 years. So people are used to that image. I've done, I can't tell you how many different movies, TV shows, dramas, blah, 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 blah. But because of marketing, SoftBank is the strongest one. So that's the thing that people recognize immediately. And that's a good thing. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. But if I chose a different avenue and mm -hmm. did some type of slapstick comedy, no one would know my face from anyone else's yeah. later on down the line because it's like a one-off or I'd have to keep doing that. And I'm not a funny person. <laughs> so, you know, and, you know I, I, I am in my own way, but not like a comedian, you know. Yeah. And comedians, it, that's, a different, that's a different wavelength and I have a lot of respect for them. Was there any role that you took or, or maybe turned down because of this whole typecasting thing? Um, well, there's been a few roles where I've either turned it down or had to have it adjusted, the, uh, adjusted drastically, um, in which the advertising company that does a lot of the stuff for SoftBank has actually been nice enough to put it in contract. You can't use this image. Because the promotions and things have been so strong and so well for it that even you get cast for a TV show or a movie, first thing they want to do is slap some glasses on you in an argyle sweater or slap some glasses on you in a gray suit and i'm like yeah even as an actor you don't want to do the same character in different promotions if you're playing the same role in a series no problem but for every thing that you do you don't want to do the same thing because it's not a challenge you don't learn anything you don't grow from it and the reason for a lot of people who want to do acting or who are in the field of doing acting and or as an artist you're to help yourself grow and learn new things so doing the same thing over and over again it's not fun yeah it's not fun at all so i guess sort of like you know it, it goes along the lines of like stallone you know going from playing the rough guy the commando or whatever to um to going into comedy because yeah. he did look weird doing comedy but he ended yeah. up doing it pretty good and everything yeah. so that's where you 
Yeah, so, because you, you gotta you gotta branch out. You gotta challenge yourself. You mm-hmm. know, without challenges, there's. I mean, what are you doing now? Um, I wanted to talk to you about you know because I'm a little conflicted, right? Yeah. You know, like our image. Some mm-hmm. you know, I would say the black people's image is based. You know, especially for countries outside of America, is based on stereotypes even within America. It's based on stereotypes. It's yeah. based on media media portrayals of us. Yeah. So I wanted to find out because I was thinking that, you know, because me and my friends, you know, we had this discussion and they were like, "Okay, um, man, you know, why they look at us this way? Why do they Mm. do this, this and this? Mm. Why do they look at us like the thug or the womanizer or or look at our women as bitches and hoes? Or or why do they look at us this way? And I was like, well, you know, I I think from along the lines of cause and effect, why do we continually Mm. play these roles or why do we continually say these things about right. ourselves you know so i understand it's okay to take a role as a villain right but um if you if it comes down to the way you 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 feel let's say you feel i don't know you're angry about the way they look at you right. maybe we should shouldn't accept those i mean help me out here because yeah. you're an actor well, you know well, you, you, it, it's it, it's kind of a, a a hard choice and the reason I say it's a hard choice is because if you have say Denzel Washington or Idris Elba, one of my two of my favorite actors, playing a villain. It's compelling. It's it's strong because the way they carry that character, for better or worse, is so good. You're drawn into it, even if you're not supposed to root for that person. Their acting is so good. It's like man, he plays a really good villain, but you don't look at him as man. He plays a really good nigga. Yeah. But then you pick up, say, some actor who's just, you know, just starting out and they're trying to get their feet wet and trying to build a name for themselves and they do that role. Then they're just another as they see it. So it's it's really difficult if you pick a role, if you're taking a role like that, you're going to choose to be a villain in which I actually wouldn't mind playing a villain or something like that here in Japan, not stateside, um, mainly because want to branch out and give a different image of not just my acting talent, but give a different image of myself from what people see. Because anytime I do a role, the first thing they want to have me do is look like or as close to as the character that they're known for that's been around here for the past 12 years. So now if, if you were to play that villain role, of yeah. course you're going to have some Japanese saying, ooh, black people, quite, quite, scary, scary. You know, does yeah. that does that thought enter your mind? No, no, um, it doesn't. It It would have, say, five years ago. It doesn't now, mainly because I can go down the street and most people recognize me as as me. And then the second tier, people would recognize me as the guy from the soft bank commercials. But most people will say, oh, Dante Sonora, Dante Cava, you know, and that's good because that's actually what I worked hard to try and get people to do. So if I were to take a role that's a bit risky in which people may look at it stereotypically, I wouldn't see it as bad because people know my face. You've, you've already established yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and well, yes, but I'm still working on trying to do more gotcha. because you can never do enough. You also do voice acting, right? Uh, yeah, so do some voice acting. I've done some voice acting for some animated projects. Um, had to do them for soft bank commercials, voiceovers, stuff okay. like that. Um, it just depends on the project and um, what's going on at that time. Uh, what was your favorite one? I'd say one of my favorite ones is actually by Day Art Studios. Um, Day Art Studios is actually owned by one of my friends. Yes. Yes. So that's your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Arthel, I was just, he's the owner. Yeah. He's, okay. I was just talking to him on Facebook. Really? Yeah. I can, I can introduce you to him if you want to. The oh, studio yeah. is actually in Shinjuku. Oh, please do. Um, one of the projects that they had was actually to support and promote um, some new software for animation. Okay. And it's basically to help artists save time um, and keep the quality up. That way, they can get more projects and things done. And um, the project based on my character is uh, older black men in Japan building dolls for a company uh, have the potential to get laid off. And it's like, well, what am I doing this for is the story behind it. It's a little short, but that project was actually quite fun. And then right after that, um, yeah, actually, my favorite one is uh, Exogenesis, okay. which is a new animation that they're doing now, uh, which I voiced uh, the principal and a couple other characters, but main uh, principal in that in that uh, animation. It was fun. And the artwork is great. Yeah, going back to your friend. Um, yeah, Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, yeah, he's... he's in it. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they are Because we used to make a joke and it's like, Dart Studios? Yeah. <laughs> you see the apostrophe, right? And it's like, it's Day Art. And it's like, oh, 
すみません。Day Art Studio. But yeah. So there's a Facebook group called Black Creatives Japan. Yes. And so yes. you're aware of the, the group? Yes, yes, yes. He's actually the one that told me about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I was talking to him in that、yeah. uh, group. He posted some of his work recently. Yeah, yeah. They're really, really busy. They did some work for Adidas,、um, did some work for、uh, Bad Bunny, what is,、uh, Future. Oh, oh. A, a, a lot of big artists stateside, but also for companies. They're, they're busy. They're busy. Cool, man. Yeah, we, we definitely got to get that brother on then on the podcast. Now, now, some of the voiceovers that you're doing for animation, are they going to be like going, they're going to be like in the States? Or, you know, because anime、uh, so, yeah. is real big in the States. Yeah, yeah anime is huge in the States,、uh, especially now. It used, to, it used to have a following, like a cult following, but now it's a lot bigger. Whereas US animation is actually becoming popular in Japan. So I'm loving that. But voiceover work wise,、uh, some of it will be stateside.、Um, depending on the project, it's in Japanese and or English. One of the projects that I was working on, they're actually trying to put it in both before it's released.、Um, I can't say anything yet, but、mm-hmm. when I can, I will definitely post and let you know because、cool. I'm happy I actually get to do it in English as well as Japanese. That's pretty dope, man. That's pretty dope. And,、um, and definitely check out、uh, Biohazard Vendetta. Biohazard Vendetta. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Resident Evil. We're in、yes. Japan. It's in Japan, it's, it's Biohazard.、Um, stateside is Resident Evil. We went and promoted it、uh, summer 2017 at the San Diego Comic Con, which was on my checklist, and I'm so happy.、Um, you're talking to a geek. Yeah. But, anyways,、um, geek. I, was, I was geek. Gamer. Gamer. Yeah. Was, you know, between drawing, writing something,、um, little. Sketches or whatever,、um, I'm into all of it. But we promoted that movie, and I'm happy because I'm the only character that was actually made originally for the series that is actually just me.、Um, the character's name is DC. Yeah, I think, I, think I, saw, I think I saw you promoting it back then. But what I'm really happy about is the people I worked with. Dude, I had a blast. That and two of the people that I worked with were Power Rangers, which just like, <laughs> blew my head because I'm just I'm yeah, a big fan. Big, big fan yeah, of Power Rangers. Yeah. Dope, man. Aaron and Jason are awesome. So,、um, are you ever like, you know, because I know you're a big gamer, are you, you ever like getting that mood like, I don't feel like acting today. I just want to stay home and play video games. <laughs>、um, well, I look at it as like this、um, I always feel like acting because I always want to work. But when I do have downtime, Definitely, definitely need to you know, detach myself. Yes. Because you need to decompress. Yes. Because as a non Japanese person、um, living in Japan, you have moments where you just have to step away. Yes. Otherwise, you become jaded. And I don't ever want to become jaded.、Um, there are things that, you know, as a non Japanese person, I may not agree with. Um, it's not going to work well for me. It's not going to work well for that person. But at the same time, I can't let that prevent me from doing what I set out to do. Yes. So staying positive by having some downtime, decompressing, and yes, playing Assassin's Creed, <laughs>、um, which is a good series.、Um, I was playing Battlefield V recently, which、mm. is it's a deep game. It's, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, deep. I'm not a gamer. I used to play games、uh, a long time ago. But,、uh, we got to get you back into it, man. Yeah, man. Hey. You ever heard of Pac Man? What happened to that? Oh, actually, Damn. I actually have Pac Man.、Um, Sony released a、uh, compilation disc and some DLCs where they have a lot of、uh, vintage games that we can play. And I liked it because people who aren't into gaming, it's like, I, I wish I could play. It's like, well, hey, let, let me put this on. We can play. And then they can enjoy it too. And that's one of the reasons I'm a big Sony PlayStation fan. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so I've. You know, mostly see you, like I said, on a billboard somewhere or on TV. And、um, the cool thing I learned about you a while back was that you have a design company, right?、Uh, yes, I have a design company, Adet Designs,、um, in which I've kind of taken a small pause only because、okay. filming two movies and a couple dramas back to back is leaving no time to actually. Push it forward,、mm-hmm. um, which is okay. I was looking at potentially、um, expanding and rebranding it、um, next year anyway. Okay.、Uh, 2020. Uh, so give me a year to basically redo everything.、Um, but yeah,、uh, design company has been fun because it gives me a chance to expand and do projects that I want to do that's not related to my Jimmy Show、mm-hmm. uh, uh, agency. Yeah. That way, I have creative freedom to do hey, you know, this company wants me to design a logo for them or refresh whatever brand logo they have, and I can do it, and it's all good. No one can tell me yes or no but me. 
So I like it. 2020, man, that's in time for the Olympics. Is yes, that that's a, the is perfect that a coincidence time. Or? Um, no, it's, it's not so much that it's coincidence, but I look at it as that's the year that when everyone's coming to Japan, I'm going to be going out. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'll still, Japan will always be my base because I have a good fan base here. People are, are good to me and I love them. But at the same time, um, during the Olympics, if I'm not doing any work related to the Olympics at that time, I may actually be stateside just because I want to see some of my family. Um, oh, so that that specific time, you, you're you just going to be out of Japan, but yeah, you're yeah. going to come back. Yeah, I'll come back. Okay. Um, I'm basically just looking at like, while the world's here, yeah. it gives me a chance to go somewhere else and kind of relax if I'm not working. And the reason I say that because gotten off gotten some offers for potential work during that time. As a matter of fact, TV show I'm doing now, Jonavi, um, it's actually made for inbound. Okay. Um, and it's going until the Olympics, so depends on the timing. So you'll go home and you'll be able to eat some real collard greens and some cone bread. Well, someone was nice enough to tell me that there's a place here in Japan that I've been missing out for several years, yeah, um, Soul Food go, House, bro. which I didn't know about. You gots to go. Yeah, um, I'm Shout actually out to going David to. David and Tanya. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to be coming through their spot within the next week, so Uh-oh. prepare. So look out for hearing, that. Hearing that, really, I, I got to go. Now, let me ask you something. Yeah. You know, a lot of uh, celebrities, you know, athletes or whatever, real famous people, they have a hard time going out, leaving their crib, you know, just going to the local, you know, I would say here in Japan, the convenience store, the yes. local ramen yes. shop without being mobbed. Yes, that's not an understatement. That's very true. So do you experience that here in Japan? Uh, yes, I do. I experience here in Japan a lot, um, but I'm not against it, you know, because without the fans, you wouldn't have a job. Um, I'm grateful for it. But, you know, agencies are like, hey, you need to have uh, a hat and a mask or a hat and sunglasses on, cover up so you can go out because of paparazzi and because of people that come up to you. I'm a people person. So, you know, if someone is, you know, hey, you know, you mind if we take a picture? Of course. Why? Because they were nice enough to ask and because they're taking their time too. me taking that two seconds to take a picture with someone made that person happy for that day. I'm all for it. You know, it's, it's nothing but positive energy. On the downside, if you come up to me and, you know, pull on my shirt and rip it while I'm crossing, you know, Shibuya <laughs> Crossing, which has actually happened with one of my fa- favorite T-shirts. I'm not going to be happy about that. Was but it a male people, or female? It was a guy. Day. He was really, he was really happy. He was a Gyaru. Oh, uh, Gyaru-o. Okay. He was really happy. He was like, oh, don't this on, don't this on. He was like, oh, I'm so happy to meet you. And, and pulled and was like, dude, really? What's yeah. up, man? Oh, but, okay. Yeah. But, you know, the the cool thing about it is Ichimaru-Q, uh, 109, yeah. they used to have live events out front and, and a huge stage. They shut all that down because of one of my events there's too many people but that event the same guy that ripped my shirt came to the event and brought me another shirt wasn't the same one but <laughs> he went and spent his own money to buy a replacement and say hey i'm sorry for what happened and I was, dude i was like that wouldn't happen anywhere else that only happens here so i guess when you go to restaurants and everything like yeah. that you just have to be selective as far as where you go or um, sometimes cause, cause i'm selective I, but yeah, yeah sometimes i i don't I don't mind. The the only time it becomes somewhat of a bother is if I'm with friends and family and I want them to kind of relax and enjoy themselves. We're in the middle of a conversation. And then, like, 20 people come with that, uh, to take a picture or to ask for a sign or whatever. I'm okay with that, but I will step away from the table, go to a different area and do it. That way, the people I'm with can relax because, you know, got to think about other people too. Yeah, but... Damn, but man, I don't you, mind. I don't your mind. Your food will be cold when you come back, though. That it don't can bother be reheated. you. Man? No, oh, okay. it can be reheated. Right. Hey, so I'm, I'm very low key and I'm very respectful of people. If someone takes their time out to interact with me, it's okay. Oh, that's what's up then. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I just want to find out because you know, being a I mean, I remember Kobe Bryant said that you know he had to go to midnight movies or something like oh, that yeah, because yeah. of the fact that he's 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 on point with that because yeah. I do that. Oh, I, okay. I go to and the only time I'm usually in the movie theater during regular hours it's because i've been asked to go for a promotion a red carpet of some sort otherwise yeah midnight movies or the first showing that's where it's at one you can go in sweats and relax no one cares um also it's nice going at that time because there's not a lot of people and you can actually relax and enjoy the movie so yeah he's he's telling the truth on that one that makes sense that makes sense yeah right on um before we get out of here let us know what you got is, I don't know if you want to let us know anything you got coming up uh, um, that we should look out for. I mean, well, you probably mentioned it. So yeah, well, there's a, there a couple things. Um, the Jonobi TV show, intros are usually done in English. Um, okay. 
the show itself is in Japanese, but there's English subtitles, and they're working on to do in the opposite direction, from my understanding. I don't know if that'll happen or not because of time, but it's something that you can actually uh, view on the uh, free download app from TBS, so you can actually watch it stateside or here in Japan, which is another reason why I did the job. Um, SoftBank's still doing that. I have a couple movies coming out. One coming out next fall. Um, it's called Pancakes. It's a um, uh, romantic comedy about li uh, love, life in Tokyo, that kind of thing. It has been in production hell for four years. Yes, because um, I read about it. Yeah, yeah which I helped uh, produce and one of the main actors in, but was told that we are actually greenlit to have it in theaters and things here Dope. come next uh, end of summer, beginning of fall next year. So. Okay. And the yeah. other movie you said? You said? Uh, I can't say oh, you can't, it you can't say that one. Okay, can't cool. Say it yet. Cool, but, cool. Uh, yeah, a few things coming up, but um, they'll be posted soon. All right, man. Um, and thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's um, time. Before, we, before we get out of here, I got one more thing for this guy, man, because uh, sure. I, I read somewhere he's a big house fan. You know? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a house fan. I, so. I, I like music. You know, if it, yeah. if it moves you, it's good. You know, house, hip hop, anything. Anything that has a good beat, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, Except for country. Country, I don't have an issue with it. The only thing is, like, it's, I don't know, it just comes off as being depressing or, uh, in the old school way, kind of twangy. And and now and and that's generalizing. Now I'm sure there's some good country music out there. I just haven't heard yet. In which you know, let me know because I'd love to hear it. Um, oh brother, we're out though. Uh, Soggy Bottom Boys was probably the thing that sticks out the most mm -hmm. because of the marketing. But yeah. other than that, I couldn't tell you any other. Well, country my advice songs. to you, being yes. that I'm from the country, yes, play it in reverse. You'll get your dog back. You'll get your car back. <laughs> you'll get your old lady back. But would you get that time back? <laughs> well, we didn't say that now, you know. We, no, we just, I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right no, on, no. brother. No, no. It, hey, it's, it's great having you here, yeah, Well, man. thank I mean, you. I really appreciate yeah, it. It's yeah, been yeah, an honor. Yeah, it was awesome, thank you. man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, where can people, like, keep up with you? I know you're not, you say you're not uh, a big so, social media well, guy. I'm not a big social media person, mainly because got hacked twice oh wow and that killed it for me so going from like three hundred thousand between one million and three hundred thousand followers i just stopped revamped and now it's like three thousand something and i don't care <laughs> but um uh you can check me out on social media dante carver official um artists and otaku side uh dc sun yes um, dc sun yeah yeah Yeah. so uh, actually it's the number two dc sun but um dc sun is just artist name gives me a chance to do what i want to um occasionally do some youtube with uh akasan um which is fun because it's just two knuckleheads talking about movies and games and everything else but otherwise um i'm around i uh, just wanted to say uh thanks for having me on um diana cal connor cara mom dad love you definitely tune in and uh, take care. Chocolate Buddha in the house, and it was a great pleasure of being in the presence of this brother. It was awesome. All right. Uh, yeah, check us out wherever you can stream podcasts um, or just do your Googles, man. Go to Google and put Raw Urban Mobile Podcasts in the search, and yeah, you're on your subscribe way, man. Too. Yeah, subscribe. Yes. Subscribe, follow, follow, share, and repeat. Exactly. And do that because Dante Carver said it. Because Mr. DC said it. All right, we out. Even when you're making love to your old lady place. Thank you for listening to the Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. For more episodes, please visit rump.podbeam.com. Or you can head straight to Google and type in Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can stream or download podcasts.